As we normally do, let's just take a look at some of the psukim that the Masechta, yeah, that the psukim, the Masechta is going to focus on. Obviously, the Iker psukim are going to be in Parshish Mishpat, Parshish Mishpatim. Parshish Mishpatim, we have a few set of psukim that discuss at various hazekas. So we're in Perkhof Aleph, if you're following along, Pasuk Chof Ches. The first first psukim talk about Shor. It says in the Pasuk, Yigach Shor es Isha, es Isha, Vamesa, Vashor, Gores. We'll see exactly what that word means in a few minutes. A person and the person dies. So you kill the shar. If he's what we call a shar muad, so he's done this before, and he obviously wasn't caught, because if he's caught, then we would kill him. So you wouldn't have a chance to, to do it a third time. But if he doesn't, then he gets away with it. So then, the Pasuk says, the owner of the animal is So we say, you don't pay, you don't get killed. The Pasuk says, you pay kaifer, and you get out of that halacha. So that's the first parsha in the Torah. What we call hezek mamoin, of a shor gores a human being. Okay. The next pasuk after that in pasuk Lamed Gimel, If you dig a hole or if you have a hole, it's uncovered and you don't cover it up. But an animal falls into it. We'll see very clearly in the Gemara of Amshech a long time from now that if a human being falls into it, you're not responsible. So you have to pay for any damage you have. Pasuk Third type. If an animal is yigof, we'll see what that means in today's daf. Another shor, then you pay nezek. If it's a shamuid, then you pay the full the full amount. So those are the two types of shor: shor that damages a person, or shor damages another shor. And then we had bar in between them. If we skip now to Perachov Beis Pasuk Dalid, it says Kivar Ish Sodeh Oikerem. So whatever that word Kivar means, the Shilach has Biyur Abiyah Besteach, and you send something, and it does some damage in another field. Meitav Sodeh, Meitav Karma Yushalem. So now you have to pay. So we're going to have a big discussion in the Gemara tomorrow, and over a few Moadafim, what exactly this Pasuk Dalid is talking about. There is one more parsha of Hezek, and that's in Parshas Emmer. All the way out in Parshas Emmer, there's a Pasuk that talks about Esh, the damage that is caused by Esh. Now all these things we're going to focus on in the, in the Sugyas over the next few months, what the nature of these Hezekis are. The, the point to keep in mind is, is and the first explain this, that Hezek is not logical that you have to pay it back. Okay? When you borrow money from someone, I take your money, or I steal money from you, then of course I have your money, I have to pay you back, the money I took from you. But by Hezek, I did not take money from you, I don't have anything of yours. I damage something of yours, there might be an Isser involved in damaging you. It's not, nowhere in the terms does it actually say it's Usser to damage somebody. Different Mepharshim learn it from different places. Some Mepharshim learn it out from Yaftalachah some learn it out from Sigzol, some learn it out by references from these various Parshas. But there seems to be some, the Gemara is going to say right away. Correct, but I'm saying there's some, in, there's some interest the Torah has in you not damaging someone, that's clear. But whatever it is, it's, all those things are when I'm taking something from you. In this case, I'm not taking something from you, and therefore it's very clear for the Gemara that if we did not have limudim for these various types of hezek we're going to go through, there would be no chiv to pay back. I'm a bad person, fine, which means that the chiv to pay back is really what we call in English punitive. It's like an onish. You're being punished that you have to pay back. It's not really that I owe you the money. There's, what about that's Pasuk Lamed Zion? What about Pasuk Lamed Zion? Yes. What about okay, but that's a stealing issue. That's not a hezek issue. Okay. Stealing, okay. I understand. I took something from you, I have to pay you not back. Okay. Not hezek. Hezek is what we're talking about. Okay. Good. Okay, let's start the mission. Says the Mishnah, Arba Oves Nezikin. Now we're going to use this word Oves, we're going to focus on it the rest of today and tomorrow. It's, I don't know if there's any good way to translate the word Oves, but it generally means some sort of 
primary category, and then we're going to talk about toldos, which are secondary categories. Rashi clearly says that the difference between an av and a toldo, just in terms of its definition, is that an av is what's beferish in the pasuk, and a toldo is something that's not beferish in the pasuk. Wouldn't okay. that be rooted in the uh, Avos Malacha? The hold on, you wait for the Gemara. You've already learned this. No, Says I mean, the Gemara, Arba Avos Nazikin. What are the four groups? So we're going we're gonna to read them, and the Gemara is going to struggle with them over the next few while to determine what each one is referring to. But they are Shor, which is the first one we saw in the Pasuk, that's why it's listed first. Bar, which is the second one we saw in the Pasuk, that's why it's listed second. Then something called Mave, which we don't know what that is. There is no Pasuk that talks about Mave specifically. So we're going to have a Machlech, is thinking about what this Mave is referring to. And then something called Hever, which is fire, which is a Lashon of Havar, like fire. So these are the four that we're referring to. Now what the mission is going to talk about right away is, why do we actually have to have the Torah tell us all these things? Can't the Torah just tell you? There's a Din Hezek, if you're Shargor, somebody, you have to pay, and I can learn out all the rest of them from there. What makes each one of these unique? So the mission says as follows. We skip bar for a minute. We'll get back to bar much later. But the mission says that if we just had shar, we would not necessarily learn out mave. And I don't know what mave is yet, so I can't explain this line of the mission. And if I only had mave, I would not be able to learn out shar. The Tosis points out, the Gemara mission never really explains why, and it's going to be, the Gemara is going to th- shed some light on this later. Once we determine what mave is, then we can determine what these different Limudim would be. But if you only had one, you couldn't learn out the other. Okay. What if you just had Shar and Mave? Now, clearly, Mave, whatever it is, it is either a Shar-related issue or it's a human-being-related issue, but it's alive. It's talking about a live thing. So basically, in the mission, you have two categories, two, two major categories you can make. You have Shar and Mave, which are alive things, and Bar and Aish, which are dead things, they are inanimate. They are things that are not alive. So it says the Mishnah, if we just had those two, maybe those two you're responsible for, those two you should have done a shmira for, however you want to say it, because they're alive, and something alive you should be taking care of, but something that's not alive, this is your problem altogether. Therefore, something maybe So therefore, the Torah says, there's going to be chayef bar. Now, if you just had bar, I'm sorry, fire, not bar. Fire. So therefore, it says fire, which is going to be the, that as well. It says the common denominator between a shor, mava, and fire. Even though fire is not alive, but fire moves, as opposed to bar of a kare bar Bar does not move at all. And if it does, it doesn't move. And if it doesn't move, then just like we're going to say in the Gemara that if a person falls into your bar, you're not responsible because the person's a fool for walking into your bar. So maybe everything that walks into your bar, you're not responsible. Only things that move, you're responsible to watch. Things that don't move, maybe you're not responsible to watch. Kamash, Malon, all these psukim, then in all these cases, you have anyways. Hatzara Shavashmen. So what is the common denominator between all these items, the Shah, the Bar, the Mav, and the Hevet? Shadark and Lahazik, these are things which cause damage. Vishmi Rasa Lachan, as we said, you're responsible, not financially yet, but you're responsible halachically to make sure they don't do damage from either Lysignav or from Lysigzal or from Biafilachan Kamaycha, wherever you want to learn that from. Ukashahizik, and when they do do damage, the Torah says, Chava Mazak Lotamit Shumainazik, you have to pay. The Torah is Mechadish, you have to pay. And therefore, all other cases that are similar to this, you're also going to have to pay. What is this referring to? More will explain. And the Metav Haaretz. If we just said in the Pasik, the last parsha we learned by the Be'er, Vasteacher, it says you have to pay Metav Karma Yishalim, which we'll see in the Gemara, not today, in a, few, in a week from now, that it means you have to pay the best quality 
feels that you have. We'll see exactly what it's referring to. That Allah is only said by the Pashik of Ubir. It doesn't say that by Shar. It doesn't say that by Bar. But we learn them out one from each other. That they're all in one big category. And all of these things are responsible financially. And all of them have the same Dine Tashlum. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Let's jump in and start taking the mission apart piece by piece. If there's something called a primary category, there must be something called a secondary category. This is a fascinating question. We just explained, the way I explained it, that Hezek is a Chiddush. It's a Chiddush. If I didn't have a parish of Hezek, Lavdafka, I would say, I'll pay Dine Aldam Yechai for such a thing. Maybe it's a, not a nice thing to do. Who says I have to pay you back? Kamash won the Pasuk that you do. So that's by the others. Whatever a told of each one of these items are, we're going to struggle to figure out what the told us are. But whatever they are, the Torah doesn't say that you're chayev by them. Does that mean you're chayev? Does that mean you're not chayev? Are they the same? Are they different? When we use them, because we're focusing on the fact that the Mishnah used the word avais. If the Mishnah uses the word avais, that means there must be something that's not an av. So, otherwise, don't use the word av. Just say, arba dine nizakin. If it says av, that means it's a told us. Does that mean to tell me that the told is the same or the told is different? Now, Lechaira, we can l- look at the words. Does the word Avin Tolda generally mean things that are the same, or do they generally mean things that are different? So, Mara says, let's look throughout Shas. We know it says, Over there it's called Avais Melachas. The 39 Avais are called Avais. And we dashin over there clearly in Shabbos. Avas mechaldi kotolus. Obviously, there's there's like, there's there's a malacha called charisha uh, and there's a told of charisha. There's a malacha called ksiva and there's a told of ksiva. Everyone has a told. And over there, it's clear toldos yekiyitzman. Over there, the told has the exact same halacha as the av. Loishna av chatos loishna told chatos. If you do a peshayig av or told you chayv chatos. Loishna av skila loishna told skila. If you do a one skila, you're going to be chayv skila for the av or the told. The av and the told the exact same halacha. So if that's the case, why is one called an Avon and told if it's all exactly the same? Nafkamina, the first Nafkamina is, if you forget that, if you forget Amalacha, and you do an Av of Harisha, and then you do an Av of Zuria, or, if you do a Tolda of each one of those Avons, since each one is a separate Av and a Tolda of that Av, you be Chayv too. If you, in one Helam, did a sh- Av Malacha and it told her that the Lachi is only going to be Chayvon, the Mechayvon Lachoda. So you see that it makes a difference whether something is an Av or a Tolda. If it's a separate Av, you'll be Chayv separately. If it's a Tolda of that Av and you already did the Av together, you're only going to be Chayv one. So the Halacha is the same, it's a question of the number. Very good. He argues in that point. And he says if you do a Tolda of Harisha and an Av Harisha in the same Helm, you're going to be Chayv two. So according to him, a micar leav, a micar told what is there any halachic nafkamina? The Lord says no. According to him, there is no halachic nafkamina. But hachtavim mishkin chashiva karleav, hachtolayavim mishkin chashiva karle told The av is what's written in the Torah. That's chashuv. It's not written in the Torah by Shabbos. It's what we learn out from the Mishkan. Varm chashuvim in the Mishkan were called avos. Everything else is called told us. Some of our shem say it's havim a Mishkan vichashiva. That's why Tosafos says the Gersa Rashi has the Gersa Hashka Mishkan chashiva. Things which are in the Mishkan as opposed to things. Not however you want to learn out. We're learning Masech the Shabbos here, but what we do see is that by Shabbos, when we use the word Avin Tolda over there, clearly an Avin Tolda means the exact same thing in terms of halacha. Okay, but if another place in Shabbos, well, that doesn't seem to be the case. We have halacha by Tuma. We said there's different Now there's also an Avi Avaisatuma. A mace itself is called Avi Avaisatuma. 
but something which touches a mace or a sheretz or shivchazera itself from a man or tummy mace, something which touches a mace, those are avatum. If an avatum touches something else, the second thing, the third thing, whatever it is, becomes a risha. Risha makes a shani. Over there, Avin told her not the same at all. Over there, clearly told the same. Love kiyetsmen. Dilu Av is matami adam kelim, and Avatum is matami a person. It's matami kelim. Vilu told her, which is like a risha on the tuma. Oichlo mashke matami adam kelim loy matami. So you see that in the terminology of shas, Avin told her sometimes mean the same thing halachically, and Avin like by Shabbos, and Avin told her sometimes mean totally different things like by tuma. So hachamai, how does it work by Avis and told us of nezikin? Some of Papa, nice Jewish answer. Some yes, some no. All the rest you'll go figure out on your own. Oh, so now the Gemara is going to struggle for the next two blot to understand what Rav Papa meant. What was Rav Papa talking about? Now, but before we can jump in and figure out what Rav Papa was talking about, when a told is like an av and when is not like an av, we need to understand that each type of hezek that we're talking about, what is an av and what is the tolda of that av. So let's go through each one slowly and understand where Rav Papa fits into. Tanarabot. Gimel Amos Namur Bashar. Bashar itself, there's actually three of Malachas, that you, not Malachas, three of Nezikin that you can have over there. Karen, Shane, Veregel. Right? A shark can do damage in three different ways. It can do damage with its horns, it can do damage with its teeth, it can do damage with its legs. So let's go through each one. Karen Milon, where do we know that Jechayim, if he does damage with his horns? Talking about a bull, has horns, or a goat, or something like that? So how do you know? The Tanabana, the Pasuk we just read said, Ki yigach shor os ish oi esar isha. Now what does the word yigach mean? Yigach clearly means he's causing damage to the person. How? With what part of his body is ki yigach? So it says, The Pasuk says, the interesting Pasuk, it's talking about the Navi Sheker, is talking to Achav. Achav was asking, should he go fight Aram? And he said, I'll tell you, you should fight Aram. He made him artificial horns. He lied. And he said, Hashem told me, With these horns, you should be Nagach Esaram. So you see the horns are something you do for Nagicha. So when it says in our Pasuk, it means with Horns, okay. Beimer. Another pasuk we have says, "Bechar sharay hadolayv in Zaysa Bracha." Bechar sharay hadolayv karnei reim karnova reim is like a giant buffalo or something like that, a wildebeest or whatever it is, and it has horns. Bechani reim karnova hem amim yinagach. With those, you should crush nations. Yinagach. So you see again, horns are used for yinagach. Okay. So we see the Torah says kiyagach means carrot. So, wait a second. My view ever, why'd you bring two psukim? What was wrong with the first pasuk? Maybe the problem is the first pasuk is our Navi. We don't want to learn it from Navi. We'd rather see that the Torah itself uses the word Nagicha by horns. So, Tashma B'chashra which is the pasuk in Zesabrach. Some of the high melefu? We're not learning a halacha from the Pasuk and Navi. We're just trying to figure out the taich of the word. What's the definition of the word? The Nagicha B'karinu. That you're allowed to learn from the Navi, so why do you have to bring two psukim? I'll tell you why. Elamal the same. That pasuk clearly, by our pasuk, was talking about kiyigach as mechalik between a tam and a muad. That if he does it one or two times, he's a tam. Three or four times, depending on Boshita, we'll get to. He becomes a muad. Now, ma'od the same. Remember the first pasuk that we brought was talking about a artificial horns. How would an animal gore with artificial horns? If the word kiyigach meant artificial horns, wouldn't know how. Well, it, it, it would. It would. It would pick up in its mouth and just run at you with something poking out of its mouth and stab a person like that. Okay, maybe the Torah would be if that's all it meant. 
and that's your makar for what kiyach is, then I can say, you know what, it's a tam if it does that, because that's really, really weird. Okay? But if it gored with its own horns, then maybe it's a mood right away, because that's a fairly normal thing for an animal to do. And therefore, maybe you would say, that you can be mechalik between a tam and the actual na- natural horns of the animal. That's normal, relatively, and therefore maybe it should be a muud lechatchila. says no. That even natural horns is called kiyigach, and even natural horns has a din of tam and muud. You still need the first pasuk to tell me that even artificial horns have the same halach as well. So we see from these psukhamis, both natural horns and artificial horns are considered kiyigach. Okay, very good. So now what have we said now? We've said that the kiyigach of the pasuk is horns. Okay, that's the av. The av is what we call keren. Now, tolda the kerenai. So what would be something similar to keren that we would call the tolda? So I can tell you a few, says the Gemara. Negifa, if it pushes. Neshicha, if it bites. Hold on, we'll explain each one. Revitza, if it either uses with its feet or it sits on something. Or Beita, if it kicks. So it's squatted, he says, yeah. Maishna, negicha, dekari, leya. I was like, well, wait a second. Before we go through each one of these four, let's go through each one. The first one you said was negifa, pushing. Now, negicha, you said as an av, because that's what the Pasuk says. Dekari, av, dekisiv, ki gach, negifa, namiksiv. If you pay attention... The second set of psukim about animals that I read, it doesn't say ki yach, it says ki gof shor isha shoriyeu. So over there it says ki gof. So if ye gach is an av, ye gof pushing should also be an av. Yeah, ye gif says the mano. Hi negifa negichi. When it said ki gof in the second pasuk, even though it says that word, it actually meant goring with horns. The sanya. What Bryce says. Pasach benegifa, v'sayim benegicha. If you look at the Pasach carefully, look at the Pasach over there. If you look at Pasach Lamed Hay, it says, ki yigo if shar isha shar yeva meis. It starts with yigof. And the next Pasach says, aynayda ki shar nagachu. So clearly we're talking about goring, not talking about pushing. So why does the Pasach start with the word pushing, nigof, and end with the word negicha, to goring, levelcha, zui negifa, zui negicha. In our context, when we say negifa, we actually mean negicha. Okay, but it's not an av. Pushing is not an av. Goring is an av. So wait a second, why? Why would the Torah do that, though? Why would the Torah, when it's talking about an animal goring a human being, it starts with the word kiyigach with a ches, and when it talks about a dick goring another animal, it says yigof with a pay. Why? Why switch? So I'll tell you why. Very interesting story. Adam, the islay mazak siv kiyigach, the hemad, the islay mazak siv kiyigof. Yigof is a more milder version of doing the damage. It's pushing. Like, look like pushing with your horn. Maybe it's with a horn, but it's pushing. Yigach is goring with intent. What's the difference? When an animal wants to damage another animal, it's relatively easy for it to do it. Because there's no particular hashkacha on that animal. The animal doesn't have scharvainish, and you want to gore an animal. Gore an animal. Who cares? But when an animal goes to gore a human being... That area is a much more difficult thing to do. A person has mazel, kashbachu shamer on the person, and therefore, if the only way an animal could do that is kiyigach, with more intention. And that's why the Torah goes ahead and changes the lashon. Okay, but that's nice, hashkafic point. Is there a halachic nafkamina there? So what there is. What's an afkamina? Let me ask you this question. If you have an animal, all animals are born tam. Okay, so the animal gores another animal three times. Good. Now it becomes a muid. Now the animal goes for the first time and gores a human being. Do we treat him like a muid or do we treat him like a tom now? 
Or the opposite case. What if it gored a person three times, killed three people, for whatever reason we didn't prosecute the animal, and now it's a muad for Adam, and now it goes and gores an animal. Is it start as a muad or a time for the animal? It says, well, that's this halacha. If it gored a human being three times, which is a difficult thing for an animal to do, that means the animal is crazy wild, and then if it gores an animal, now it's automatically a muad. Whereas the opposite, if a gourd of animal three times, which is not so difficult for an animal to do, nozzle-wise, now when it gores a human being, it only starts as a tongue. So, muad la'adim is muad la'behema, muad la'behema, la'adim muad and that we learn from the yigof yigach. Okay. So, so far, all we've shown is, is that ikr av of the pasuk of shar is carrot. Yigof, pushing, real pushing with its body, that's a tolda. That's a tolda of Karen. Okay, what about the other ones? We said, Neshicha, Revitza, Beita. Says the more, Neshicha, biting, tolda the Shani. If it's biting, isn't that Shane? Shane is eating. Is it biting, eating? Someone like, Shane, this is the first time now we're going to start defining these various of, not by the activity, but by what we call the tuna, by the nature of the activity. And that is, When we talk about the av called shane, that does not mean doing damage with its teeth. It means doing damage and getting pleasure through the damage. So normally when an animal eats, it's doing it not to cause damage, it's doing it because it's hungry. If an animal bites you because he's angry and wants to cause you damage, that's not shane. That is carrot. Karen is exactly the opposite. Karen means lahazik, that he's doing it only to damage you. So therefore, biting, when an animal bites something, it depends why it's biting. You have to figure it out. Is the animal biting because it's hungry? Right. Or is he biting because it's angry? If it's angry, it's carrot. If it's hungry, it's shame. What so, about an animal scratching its back? We'll get that shame. That's shame. Because it's Hanot. Because it's We'll get to that tomorrow. Excellent. Revito Bita, if it's squatting or if it's kicking. Told to the regal, it's doing it with its feet, so that's regal, not carrots. I'm a no. Regal, he will define what regal is. Regal, he loy. Regal, azeka matsui, honey, and azeka matsui. The definition of damage by regal is something that happens in the normal activities that the animal's doing. The definition of something that happens not in the normal activities the animal's doing is carrot. So if an animal is just walking along the way, and kick something out of its way, that's regal. If an animal is angry and kicks something, that's already carrot. So just like by Shane, it's defined by the Hanosha boy, by regal, it's defined by is this the normal way the animal acts in a normal day to day activity? And if it is, it's regal. If it's not, it's carrot. And if he's walking and a rock shoots out, that's tomorrow's stuff. We'll get there tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. So now we've said, it's all good. It's coming back to you. Baruch Hashem. So now we've defined four toldus of carrot. Nagifa pushing, Neshicha biting and anger, or Revitza or Bito also kicking or something in anger. So therefore, says the told us saying, Lav kids, but of Papa Heya. So one of Papa said that some told us are not like the other. Was he talking about this? So Eli Mahani, does that make any sense? Maishno Karen. Well, how do you define Karen? Kavanasi Lahazik, something that the animal did out of anger. It wanted to do damage. Umamaincha, and this is your animal. And you're responsible to make sure it doesn't do damage, and therefore you have to pay. So, Haninami said, What in the world would make a difference if it did its damage with a horn, or if it did damage with its body, or if it did damage with its teeth, or if it did damage with its legs? It's the same exact definition. Therefore, we, it cannot be, yes, these are told us of Karen, but it cannot possibly be any reason why Rav Papa would say that these would have any different halacha. 
Yes, the Torah picked an example of Negicha, but it's the exact same Tchuna of the same things, and therefore it should be exactly the same. Ella says the more you're right. Tolda to Karen Kikaren. Remember, if Papa said some yes, some no. Tolda Kikaren is Kikaren. And therefore, there's no question that Tolda of Karen is going to be like Karen, and that's not what Rav Papa's talking about. The Kikamar of Papa, when Rav Papa said not, maybe it's a Shem Varego. Maybe he's talking about Shem Varego. Now, we can't know if that's true yet. To figure out what Shane is, what Regal is, what the Tolas of those are, and then we can determine if our Papa's right in that case or not. That we'll see him at the Shem tomorrow.